Hey, yo, 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 what's up, motherfuckers? Welcome back, welcome back. We miss y'all. Can you hear Peaches purring into Where? the fucking microphone right now? Hey, we miss y'all like a motherfucker. It's all dope and shit. Um, it's really fun to be back doing this. I'm excited. We got some fun announcements, all that good shit. But, you know, before we hop into anything, we got to do it the normal way. We gotta let y'all know. It started. She's just parking and started. So we gon' do it all day. I'm a driver like Barbie. She said, You already know. We be drinking Bacardi. And I said, Sit, you know what? I said, Bitch, let's party. I said, Let's party. It started. She's just parking and started. So we gon' do it all day. I'm a driver like Barbie. She said, You already know. We be drinking Bacardi. And I said, You know what? I said, Bitch, up y'all welcome back to another fun episode of the motherfucking poof in the smooth podcast good poofing and the smoothing. we appreciate y'all all the listeners all the viewers everybody um excuse the long and sudden hiatus <laughs> um that we've been away for it was, a little bit it was unintentional it was completely unintentional explain why miss um spontaneity person in our relationship all right. I feel like that had nothing to do with this and you're just trying to come you just trying to come at my spontaneity, son. Uh I really am though. And the only reason that that's an issue is because with Puffy, you got to like genuinely tell him at least a week ahead of time yes. if you want to do something. You are correct. It like genuinely it doesn't matter what the fuck it is it could be something for him it could be something positive it could be car maintenance it could be a work thing it could be hanging out with somebody that you love that you haven't seen in a long time it does not matter when i tell you earth sign earth sign i just have a my thing is i i not saying routine is the death of me what it is is i feel like i don't have enough time to do the things that i like to do so it's like if I need, if you're gonna throw some spontaneous shit on me, I need to be able to compromise with my schedule to fit that shit that I thought I was gonna do back into my schedule. That's all it is. It's not that I don't like doing spontaneous shit. It's just one of those again that like I, I just like to plan. I don't know. Maybe that's you my could issue. have all the time in the world. You still, you still, as a human being take a certain amount of time to process and get yourself into a certain state of mind. You're not wrong. So not so wrong. all that other shit you saying doesn't really apply because it at doesn't. the end of the day, at the end of the day, you still need a certain amount of time to do shit. I, however, have like zero grounding. Oh, we know. I'm about to explain why, because this bitch decides. I'm an airhead. Like, she decides. Five, I don't even think it was a month. I think it was three weeks. Three weeks before we decide to get married on September 4th, Shahane goes, that is the date. And I'm like, oh, 
Are you sure? I have been saying this for months. I know, but there's people, if you have not been married, there's shit you got to go through. Like, you got to reach out to, like, town hall. You got to fill out paperwork. Wait a second. You before, gotta... before you start uh, explaining our wedding, because that's entirely accurate, and I am going to get dragged for this, because I am spontaneous as fuck. Real quick, why, who was spontaneous, and why was I bringing this up in the first place? Um, who was spontaneous? How did we start the podcast? Remember you were like, because Miss Spontaneous over here knows all about that. Oh, our laptop was broken. Oh, yeah. Wow. Sorry. Okay, that, So that was the Don't spontaneous do bullshit. Don't do drugs. Yeah. So basically, the reason we were gone for so long yeah. was because we thought that we had to do a quick minor repair on our laptop. Turns out poor baby was in surgery and repairs for like three weeks. Yeah. It was a while. And we had just gotten married. So if a learning it was lesson. an interesting time frame. Kind of like the universe basically being like, don't work. Yeah. Not even a little bit. But not even that. It also made me realize that like I don't know everything that I thought I knew, even as a nerd. (laughs) I'm gonna be completely honest with you. And like that's the humility that you have to sometimes like you have to accept that in yourself and realize certain shit. But I thought buying a pre-made laptop, an Alienware laptop, a top-of-the-line best laptop in the market would be the best thing for me when I first moved out to Massachusetts. But it actually fucked me over financially because Dell was a piece of shit. And also the fact of the matter is what I paid for was not what I got. So once I actually gave my laptop to my boy to look into it, once we ran into a lot of these issues... We actually realized that I got fucked over with a lot of my internal parts and some of my stuff was missing. So that's a whole nother case. But basically, like, we didn't have enough RAM. The battery was broken. Like, there was just so much shit that it just went from one solvable issue to multiple issues. And luckily, my boy JoJo, shout out to my boy JoJo. I love you. I appreciate you. I thank you because without you, I'd probably be sucking dick right now trying to figure all this shit out. Always your go-to. My go-to is always sucking dick. I'm sorry. And we're going to talk about that in a second, actually, because these Twitch hoes validate exactly what I'm talking about about this sucking dick thing. You're going to understand. Trust me. But JoJo helped us. He (laughs) saved us. Thank you so much. And I appreciate him. I owe him some bread for doing all this stuff for us. But thank you guys for your patience. And we're so sorry we've been gone. But... We motherfucking back. I'm back like Steve and Blue's Clues who forgot about a nigga who didn't even say goodbye. I am back. I'm back like R. Kelly and Bill Cosby wow. coming out of prison and redeeming themselves. I'm back like LeBron James motherfucking hairline. It went away already. From the 2015 playoffs. What else I'm back? I'm back like taxes and Biden's fucking shitty plans Ooh. that he's passing in 2022. What else I'm back? I'm back like HIV in the black community because niggas forgot about me. Um, but I'm back. I'm letting y'all niggas know now. We are back officially. The poop in the smooth. <laughs> we are back. I'm sorry. I don't care. It was long. I, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I told y'all before. I see oh this. Oh, my God. 60 to oh, so 90 funny. minutes. Sorry, mommy. I see this as therapy. Even if no one's listening, it gives me an opportunity <laughs> to just woo-saw and get all the random thoughts out. And I'm glad that I have this space yet once again with my wonderful now wife. So thank you, guys. I appreciate your patience. And it's time to turn the fuck up. So Well, shit. You uncovered some. Of, you, that was a good hint kind of foreshadowing to some of the topics we're going to be having on the podcast today. So that was pretty perfect. 
also nigga, I'm back like Tyson Fury whooping on Deontay Deontay Wilder's Deontay. ass. Deontay, bro, I said his name wrong. Got my boy, and I, that's how we're gonna be talking now. Hey, my name is Deontay. Deontay, I think about ass whooped like that, y'all. But uh, I'll be honest, that fight last night. If you didn't see it, I'm gonna give you a real recap. Last night, Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder, motherfucking the the three, the trilogy, and. Tyson Fury won. It was a knockout in the 11th round. That shit hurt my heart, yo. It, it did hurt my heart, but the Gypsy see, King... I fell asleep at like 10. The Gypsy King is back, and I'm really excited, and I love his story because if you don't know, he suffered from really bad depression. He gained 400 pounds. He Ooh. was on... The Gypsy King, Tyson Fury. Okay. He literally, once he lost, and he, he lost, and he went through all these things mentally, he was going through things with his family, he went to this depression spiral. He was thinking about suicide. Like, he went through this whole thing, and something happened in him. He got a fire in him once again, and I don't know if it was the championship belt or maybe it was Deontay Wilder as a whole and who he was and what he stood for, but I'm not going to lie to you. I really appreciate, even though Deontay lost, he won because what he's done for the sport of boxing, what he's done for the competitiveness of the industry as the whole, that fire, that compete. Just that fight last night was so fucking phenomenal and amazing. Like, hit for hit, blow for blow. Fantastic. Fantastic. It was amazing. Like, I, I'm i proud of both of them. I'm really proud of both of them. And I'm really excited to see Tyson Fury go from this high, being the champion, go to the lowest of lows, and now he's back up on this high. And he's he's very positive. You know, like, it sucks that him and Deontay Wilder had their little beef and people said that, I think Shahani brought this up off the podcast, was that, like, oh, he said some racist stuff or something. I don't remember hearing any of this racist stuff. It could have just been something I saw that, like, I, I can't quote it exactly and we didn't have enough time to really... Yeah, we didn't look into it, Look but into that, but it could have been... Some, what is up with you? It is what it is. Fuck her. She'll be back. <laughs> but it's one of those, like, I, I really do like I, the fact that yeah. both these men put everything... Peaches! <laughs> Both these men put everything on the line, and it was here. it was a great showing. It was an amazing bout, and I, I appreciate it. Y'all should watch the highlights. It was great. Definitely. I'm sorry. Absolutely. I. And you were sleeping, so you. Don't I was even sleeping, know. but I still feel bad. This boy got his ass whooped. Whooped. It, but he was he was putting up, putting up a fight. He was putting up a fight. So I can't really say that much. It was better than. I mean, listen, put a, he was putting up a better fight than some of the niggas in Squid Games. And we only on episode two. So I'm sorry about that. That's a psychological thing. Real quick. I just feel like we coasted over the fact that you casually roasted my spontaneity real quick. I didn't roast your spontaneity. Listen, I don't think, but for what I had planned for our wedding, I didn't think that a couple weeks wasn't wasn't sufficient okay so shahane decides for us to get married within three weeks we then had to buy our outfits so she had to buy a dress i had to buy a suit and then you know when you go and buy these things it's factory made so it's not made to fit you and unfortunately i don't know if any of you niggas know but the world is still burning and the tailors somehow these niggas is backed up so when we yeah. went there to try and go get our shit hemmed up and whatever, everybody was like six weeks, two months. What the fuck? Two months? And miss over here, three weeks? 
Of course, we didn't have no time. So what'd you have to do? Tell, tell everybody what you have to do. Okay, well, everybody, here's two things. If you've never gone and gotten anything tailored, you don't actually know that it they're always backed up and it always takes a couple weeks. It backed doesn't up matter. like constipation or a gay man's asshole. Yo, Either way, yo. backed up. <laughs> I'm good Christ. today. I'm good today. Yo, Give he's me some. on today. I'm good today. I'm getting them. All right, keep going. Um, all right. So if you don't know, that's like a, that's a normal thing. I grew up raised under my grandmother's ass like this woman was basically my mom like she, she like that is how close and how much she was in my life and she was a seamstress by trade almost her whole life like she remembers to make, her death to her death like she like truly she remembers by the time she was about six years old she started doing work just around the house and until she was well into her early 90s she was doing crochet work knitting and she would do alterations on small projects to that point because her hands weren't as good but she would still do work so Grandma i had i had a full-time seamstress on hand my whole life that's pretty normal to me so i'm not considering the fact that we got to get this shit done my grandma passed away in january so this is all like still shit i'm having to remember and learn that Oh, my life is different now. I have to fill certain roles. Thankfully, she taught me a lot of her, the stuff that she knows when, since I was a little kid. So I was able to actually hem my dress and Philip's pants. I did mess up on a couple things. I should have made my lace a little longer and I should have hemmed your pants a little bit more. I also should have hemmed your jacket. And I didn't even fucking touch the jacket. All I got to say is you're saying all of that shit, but it was amazing. <laughs> like for, for the one week notice you had after getting the sewing machine and figure everything out. Like even my grandmother said, my grandmother said, yeah, that you were beautiful. You you did amazing. Thank like you, you looked amazing. It was flawless. Like you guys, I'm going to be honest with you. Like it, it was really hard to tell that you even did any of that work. Like it looked like a professional did it. So Thank respects you. bigs up but again that's your spontaneity last minute bullshit <laughs> you had to mother well listen yourself. motherfucker when you got the skills you can be spontaneous what can i say all right i, I respect it but don't <laughs> don't do that shit no more please don't I can, do that listen shit. i will though and here's the thing oh, you took me for better i will yes yes you took me for better for worse and i took you for better for worse that means i gotta deal with your bullshit and you gotta deal with mine i have to schedule a week ahead with you when i want to go dancing and you have to randomly acknowledge that sometimes i'm gonna want ice cream for breakfast on a saturday and you're gonna have to just look at me like i'm a crackhead or just get high and eat the ice cream with you like I normally do. So either way, we good. Okay, so so we're fine. You gonna listen? This is this is what it is. So I know I briefly touched upon it, and a few people have recommended it. I'm tired of you niggas telling us about <laughs> it, but we're gonna watch it. I don't know about the rest of you guys. We will probably never watch Game of Thrones. However, yeah. we will watch this shit. But I don't know if any of you guys haven't watched it. If you did, that's great. If you got Netflix, it is the number one show in the motherfucking world right now. It is actually going down, probably going down in history as one of the fastest trending number one shows on Netflix ever released. So that's just Ooh. another thing as well. But Squid Games is fucking killing it right now. They're doing really good. Where again, like I think I just touched upon, we're on the second episode. We literally just finished the first and are about to start the second. No, I think we did the second episode. 
Nope. I th- Each I one's like an hour long. They're, it's I don't know how motherfuckers binge this shit. The, the, I like it. I like, I like the show. It. It's really I don't know good. how they binge it. I, I mean, I understand how you binge it. But what I recently saw that was really dope, I guess dope but controversial at the exact same time. And, well, one, fuck TikTok. That's a whole nother conversation in its own. But there was a girl who's going viral on TikTok because she is a, she speaks fluent Korean and she was listening to the show and reading the American subtitles. And she actually realized that they're actually mistranslating a lot of crucial aspects of the show. Sidebar, why you get that ready? I am so tired of when people mistranslate because I got to be honest. They did that shit in Borat too. And that was disrespectful because the chubby fat guy in Borat, that was the, the sidekick or whatever. He was speaking Armenian that whole time. And the whole time he was like, what are you doing? Why are you doing that? I want to get out of here. I, this isn't what I signed up for. Why are you naked? Why are we naked? These were the subtitles. I mean, this is what he's saying in Armenian. Subtitles were like, yeah, let's go party party or whatever the fuck. They just put whatever they want. So just from one person to the next, I understand y'all have timelines, deadlines, and you want to get the shit out there. Fucking really try and get the translations accurate. All right. Most of us liked subbed over dubbed. Okay. It's not even that. And what's really cool is the person brought it up and she was saying that there are crucial aspects where you're, because a lot of these characters, we know some of the main characters, but the other characters, we only know them as numbers or we get brief insight stories of their shitty backgrounds. But what happens is, is these dialogues that the writer specifically put down, when you mistranslate them, you don't fully get to understand who this character is and why. And and we all know, especially with a lot of these stupid ass shows, especially if you're a reader specifically, a lot of these little moments and motifs, they mean something. These writers just don't put them there for fillers and for bullshit. Like these dialogues from these side characters have a lot of meaning and a lot of gravity. You know, if, if you're looking for that and if you're paying attention to it, and, and the the specifically the words used and the overall meaning that's trying to be captured by those words is more important than a direct translation. Yes. And basically, and I'm just showing this one example, and she brought it up. And she's basically saying in episode six, there's an interaction with player one and the last player. I think it's like 456. And they're going back and forth about the marble game. Uh, if you guys don't know about Squid Games, the whole point of the game is it's a life or death situation on light, on kitty games that everyone loves and play. And the whole goal is whoever makes it towards the end, you guys are going to win this money. That's the whole shit. Everyone that's there, you'll find that out when you watch. I'm not going to ruin too much. But basically, player one and the last player, 456, they have an interaction. And basically, the guy in the translation he says, who you share, who you share your marbles with and docky with and everything. Like basically, it's a, a misuse of what it is, right? So the guy, the text reads when you guys go down here, and when you're looking at the movie, he's going to basically say, like, we share everything is what the text read. But that's not necessarily it. What the actual translation when you actually speak fluent Korean. It says there is no ownership between you and me. 
So it's little things like that where you can, again, just a little switching in the words. Yeah, it's not that you and I share everything. It's that there is nothing between us. We don't own anything. So how can we share what we don't own? And that goes down to that whole, again, like they're in Korea. They're in a communist country. They're trying to fight. I'm not trying to ruin too much. But the reason I really wanted to talk about this specifically and to bring this up is that I find it very ironic. And I find it also infuriating at the exact same time how we as a society always attach to these kind of dystopian movies and shows that show the worst in people and people going through these worse, horrible situations than what we're going through right now. But the fucked up thing is like right there, that mistranslation, that is what we go through in life with the Bible or little other things that we believe in that throughout time, throughout all the shit that's happened, right? We've mistranslated some very important pivotal um, scribes, certain scriptures over time through different languages. And because of that, we've perceived and understood the world. And, and how can I say, I'm not going to say fucked up ways, but we're never going to see the world for what it is. So when you translate things and you do, you don't do it justice and you do it wrong, it actually can damage everyone who interacts with this thing. And that's what I was trying to say. There's like this domino endless effect where like even if they're trying to, like you're saying, for production reasons or whatever the fuck, they're trying to cut corners. But it's pivotal. It means something. You can't just cut corners. You can't just forget about certain things just because. And yeah, what's up? I'm, I was actually going to go back towards this, the, this idea that you said that like um, uh, that, that people are attracted to these things, these, these dystopian societies and whatever, whatever, uh, because it's, quote, not as bad as their own day-to-day life. And I think that that is one side of it. And I think the other side would be it's a way for the, the psyche to process cognitive dissonance because if you are not someone who believes in the fact that your own government can abuse you, use you and leave you to the side or that your own people would do that to you. But then you see it and you can't really process what's happening. You then look to these shows or whatever the fuck and you're like, well, it's not my life, but it sure as hell feels real. And it's a way to to process without fully processing. Like how many times have trauma victims seen something on TV or heard somebody talk about their trauma and then suddenly been like, oh, fuck. But the thing is, but it's just, you know, but it's not processing anymore when this shit happens in real life. Like when we're going to talk about our next topic, like the school shooter situation, right? This mass shooting thing that's but, happened. But we're not just going to coast over the fact that you also brought up a whole thing about translations of religion. Like I oh, have comments not, on this shit too. No, oh, no, there, there's a lot. There's a whole lot to talk about. But I was just trying to say that again, that like we, there's a, oh, fuck. Damn, you made me kind of, yeah, I am guess I guess I am talking about a lot of bullshit right now. Mm-hmm. There's a the lot drugs. that was just, there's a lot that we like to talk about and interlace, but we got to break it down so it's digestible. Yeah, no. Um, I'm trying to go back, but you made me, because you, you jumped in the middle of what I was saying. I had a high fart, my brain fart. Yeah, right but now. your fart was starting to not make sense. <laughs> my bad. Well, thank you. Because now you <laughs> fucked me up. <laughs> like now you cut me off and I was like I was starting to make it it's like I, again my brain it was starting to make sense and then now I kind of like I fucked up everything I was trying to say damn alright my bad well hopefully it'll come back to you but uh, before we go on to school shooters and shit like that I, I wanted to bring up the mistranslations oh, and how that like 
that it is important. And, you know, yeah, if you are doing it to cut corners or whatever, like, it doesn't matter. Okay, I remember you were talking about cognizant distance, cognizant distance, whatever that bullshit, us processing. Yeah. And I was like, it gets to a point where I don't feel like we're processing and we aren't doing anything. Like this, this stuff has become so much entertainment. It's ingrained, and even when it happens in the news, like we're so pacified to it. Like that's the issue, and that's the so. Mis- it's almost like where's the barrier between what is quote social media and what's reality? And then here comes the mistranslation aspect of it because mm-hmm. now we're processing something wrong. Where you know what I'm saying? Like there's all these other aspects, and there's layers to it as well. And that's kind of the fucked up part about the entire thing when you really think about it as a whole. Where like words turn into actions turn into reality and then all these things together starts to create these social constructs that we live in you give it and that's the whole part that really does fucked up and that's why like i was starting to get lost in my thought Mm -hmm. but that's why i was trying to connect it because it shows like this is that fucked up programming it's not necessarily processing anymore it's like yeah let me show you a dystopia let me show let me yeah you guys are all miserable Discomfort is, is yeah. the comfort because it's what's known and, and that's the part that i don't like and that's the part that hurts and then even then where the whole aspect of this show like it's not american we're translating it and we're getting it wrong we're getting it wrong and we're still obsessing and we're still you know so it's even that whole aspect of the where we're like we're getting the wrong message and it's becoming and great. We are, we are, but then I almost even wonder if like those subtle differences at the end of the day matter because and 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 hear me out for one second, because I almost wonder if you get hung up on the delivery and if you get hung up on the the way something is presented to you instead of the overall message, then you will ultimately never receive what was meant in the first place because you're focused on presentation. And this can be seen in, like you said exactly earlier, representations in different religions. Most times every religion has the same basis of understanding and that's, you know, peace, love, all that good shit. And that ultimately bad things are going to happen. We have to work through them and figure out how to deal with that together as people. And, you know, oftentimes we forget that and we just focus on, well, whose package is better? I think we see it in society when people with Karen's perfectly being this example of I care more about how you say something over what you do. We see that in politics a lot of the time as well. I want you to say something nice to me. I don't care how you really feel, but I want you to say it in this way. It doesn't matter. what What's the intent behind it, right? And so I feel like this goes back into squid, squid Games and understanding things, whether it's translation or not. If there was no subtitles, we would still, at the end of the day, get the idea that there's a bunch of poor people put into situations and camps having to basically fight to the death to get some sort of money because no one's helping them with their mental health. At the end of the day, this is still like, like you're not fulfilling Maslow's hierarchy. Or or not even what even worse is they pray on your mental health and they prayed. And like, we're not trying, we're not trying to ruin the show, but that's the fucked up part. And that's the thing where like, that's the whole aspect of the show. Like these people were put in this predicament because someone else came into saw let me give you a way out by praying. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's right, predatorial but, but, but here's my thing. If you saw none of those subtitles, just from the visuals, because the visuals of this show were fucking excellent. And yeah. I think that that 
transcends language. You're not wrong. And I think that's why this show is doing so well. Are the subtitles perfect? Probably not anywhere in any translation we're going to see. But I think ultimately you can relate to what you're seeing because everyone everywhere in the world right now at some point in their lives has felt victimized or oppressed or or beaten down by something someone in their lives and around them ultimately some of that has to be with taking responsibility in our own lives and some of that has to be with fixing these fucked up regimes that we have but squid games does broach that bring that up and it really makes you wonder like are we getting the main point of shit like also before we transition out of squid games i just want to say i think it's fucking amazing that the the um director or the the person who created the whole fucking, the writer the writer the person who created the whole fucking thing he'd been trying for about a decade to get this thing through and it finally took netflix being like yeah this is great like everybody else was like this is too gory for the public no one will want to watch it uh you know we he, don't like the message you're trying to get across like he had to sell his laptop multiple times to cover bills he was homeless he was poor um, there's so many things that this man went through literally just he self-funded majority of the like to bring this thing to life and then Netflix saw it and then adapted it and made it so much better and then again like yeah I agree his his tenacity his dedication and his I mean his insight his foresight to see something and to know that this was going to mean something or that this like it had value that right there like i respect him so much and he kept going you know and that's what i love i love that so much and the show was amazing but that's why i was really mad where it's like he fought for this for 10 years don't fuck it up yeah like don't mistranslate don't forget the small details because there's a reason if he wrote all that he did all those things he did all these respect alterations the you get what i'm saying do it right do right by this man so that we get the full capacity of what he's been fighting I agree. And I want to just, uh, I probably we've said this probably a lot on the podcast, but one of my favorite quotes of all time, um, big Sean and one of his raps, I don't even remember which one it is, but he said, it takes 10 years to be an overnight success. And just imagine in those 10 years of being rejected, how much, if he actually listened to it, how much constructive criticism he got, how many alterations he was able to make to make this thing perfect. Sometimes what feels like hatred, sometimes what feels like somebody knocking you down is really somebody trying to give you a leg up, trying to help you. Sometimes the hater kind of is awesome. So let me ask you this. How much, like, if I right, let me ask you this then. Like, <laughs> that's a good point, a good transition to my next thing, right? Okay. Talk about the haters knocking you down and all this other good shit, right? Yeah. You gotta have haters. You got right. like like Kevin like not Kevin Hart. What Cat Williams said. Cat Williams said that. You're right. Whoops. Yeah, should, I, said, Don't put I should people. never. I should never mix those two. Like Cat Williams said, you gotta have at least like what 12, 14 haters. Otherwise, you ain't doing shit right. You're not living your life right enough. All right, fact. So let me. I'm gonna show y'all. The, this this is hating to a new level. I don't know if it's hating. I don't know what it is. It's fucking hilarious. So a Florida sheriff is looking to return. $2 million of marijuana that they wrongfully confiscated, right? Quote, unquote, by looking into <laughs> a mini storage facility, right? So he tweets, like he's tweeting about it and he's joking 
And Wait. he's like, he's on social media and he's like, help us find the person who was missing these 770 pounds of marijuana. We want to return it to you. We want to give it nah, back. Nah, that's a setup. That's a setup I have a scene one. You can't be law enforcement tweeting about your job. Otherwise, you're going to get fired. Why is law enforcement, quote, out of nowhere finding this much weed? Second, you really want to get rid of it that badly. I, I know some people that would happily take it off your hands, sir. I I'll, mean, mm-hmm. hand on the Bible, I, whatever you're supposed to, whatever they... And he, coochie, I, whatever you need, I listen. I smoke that shit right now. It, go, it gets even worse <laughs> because he keeps writing. And he goes, once we properly identify the rightful owner, we will gladly return the property to you. And we will also make sure that you and both your property are kept safe in in the secure area so that no one can rip you off. Prison. And then he goes, we're going to offer you a staycation. (laughs) I'm sorry. For the owner to think exactly over what they've done. They Listen, I'm just saying, listen, exactly. I don't know. And then and he ended and he goes, exactly how much you lost. Like, how much do you like? I'm done. I'm so done with these people. Like, and this is where like people were talking shit about Trump and we were mad at him for being on social media. Nah, nah, nah. Because this ain't a bully. This is straight up trolling. And I feel like those are different. I feel like this is unacceptable. I don't know. Actually. Two million dollars in marijuana they found they were able to confiscate and now they want to help. But now that's disrespectful because first of all, you tweeting like, Yeah, I got you. First of all, first of all, if this was two different gangs, there'd be a shootout on the streets right now. It's only acceptable because it's the fucking cops. The cops randomly posted up a photo and was like, Yeah, I got your shit. You uh, want it? You want it, motherfucker? How bad you want your product? How bad? How bad to risk your life? To risk your whole life for this jail sentence, baby. How bad you want this shit? I know you missed the product. I know you missed the money. Oh I'll goodness. give you a little staycation, baby. You oh, know, that was... snitch on some motherfuckers. You might get some time off. Like, like whoever wrote this, I don't think realized. That's the caucasity. But I'm this sorry. is what I was saying earlier. This is exactly what I was saying earlier. You can sugarcoat the message as much as you want. But the meat of the fucking thing, that's like, this entire message is like putting icing, is like putting icing on fucking meatloaf. You cut into the shit and it's still fucking nasty on the inside. I mean, well, technically, but if you cut off the top of the meatloaf that has the icing and then you eat the meatloaf. It's a whole jail sentence, Phil. (laughs) That sounds like a jail meal. How you know about jail meals? Let me find out. From you. You told me all these stories. (laughs) (laughs) I found out from my step pops. I'm sorry. Crack daddy. You told me all this. (laughs) Got anything for me this week? What you got for me? Oh, I got plenty. Is it my turn? It's your turn. All right. Let's see. Where am I? We're we're past the halfway part of the episode. All right. Well, let me see. What do I want to hit you with real quick? I want to hit you with, um, have you heard about Owen Diaz? Owen Owen Diaz. Owen Diaz nuts? (laughs) Oh, I was going to say something. I can't say that joke for the children. For the children, I'll yeah. say it in part. Oh, All right. Now nah, I was gonna add on to your joke, but I'll spare these poor children's ears. Um, so, so mm-hmm. Owen Diaz just won a lawsuit against Tesla for oh. racial injustices. One hundred thirty-seven million dollars. One hundred and thirty-seven million dollars, which is his. Um, I didn't know that. Uh, one of his attorney, one of his attorneys, Larry Organ. Yes, Organ. 
said that he believes it is the biggest (laughs) biggest payout given to any single individual for a um, racial injustice lawsuit. And $137 million. So you're probably sitting at home thinking to yourself, what the fuck happened to this man for $170 million? They, well, I'm not going to lie to you. They put that man through hell. They did. They put that and man anybody who's had to work for a toxic company in general has a taste of what this means. That means that when you go to HR, they laugh in your face and they make your problems worse. That means that when you go to your manager, they say, yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. You're fine. Little Billy over there has no problem. It's you. You're the problem. But they this- gaslight the fuck out of you. They fucking, they taunt you, they make you feel crazy, and they make your workplace a living hell. They make your home life a living hell because you don't know if you can trust yourself anymore. This is psychological warfare to the highest degree. Anybody who's worked in a toxic environment, I am sorry. You probably have shit that you got to live through and deal with. It was not natural, and I feel bad. If you are an asshole who got fired because you're a whole asshole, that's different. I'm talking about the people who really had to deal with it. Well, goddamn, tell them my whole life. Stop it. <laughs> oh, I'm just literally like she's like, going on a rant. Damn, you telling everyone my whole life. Like, come on, um, that's hilarious. Please? I just I know so many people who have had to deal with closures. Stop it. I but all yeah. I, all I was gonna say I got, is I got a few NDAs. What can I say? Like you went a little too crazy. All I was gonna say this is why representation matters. It matters yeah. the most, not only in political places, not only in Hollywood and all this other shit. It matters the most in the workplace. And this is the biggest example. Because why? And an engineering field, unfortunately, is dominated by mostly white men. Even women, unfortunately, aren't in, in, in engineering positions as much as we would like. Now, our generation, we went to school with a lot of amazing women engineers, but they still deal with a lot of, unfortunately, sexual harassment, sexual assault, and other kind of inappropriate actions that happen in the workplace. So could you imagine as a black man, a black nerd, a black weeb, a black, you know what I'm saying, like a, a person who's been isolated by his own community who is then now trying to be comfortable as himself as a nerd, trying to help push society in the right way. And I'm only saying this nerd thing because, again, he, he he's a genius. The man's a genius. He works at Tesla. Well, let me, the, let, yeah, well I was about to say, let me give you some background, too, yes. because one of the things like you when you were like, oh, tell them my whole life. Like, I think it's hilarious that you relate to this. But okay. I was strictly talking just from what I read from this article and I want to give some excerpts and explain what he went through so that everybody kind of has an idea. Cause I did go on a rant, but it's because I read this article and I felt bad for the dude. You know, I'll tell him because it is correct. I heard, I heard the racist, the swastikas going to HR. So yeah. So the swastikas and stuff, that wasn't even part of what I've, what I read into. So what I read was specifically from this guy's case, you can read further and find that Tesla overall is a company that throughout has had issues from a lot of different outposts and they've been silenced in a lot of different ways. And by silencing, I mean firing anybody that even remotely stood up. Like these, they they do not want to change their toxic culture. However, Tesla has come forward and made multiple remarks saying, yes, they're not perfect, but they've been working on it over the years. And that's all they've said. They haven't made any strides for improvement. But that's the perks of being a private owned company or 
again, Tesla owns majority of his shares. Correct. So no matter what you say, he can always do what the fuck he wants. So now, and I'm going to get into that in a moment. So one of the, some of the things that Diaz had gone through, which I also have to point out, his last name is Diaz, which means that he couldn't even be his full self. He's probably Afro-Latino, meaning that people probably only ever saw him as a black guy or were confused by him in the first place, which I got to say is already painful and brings up issues in and of itself. However, let's continue. So I deal with that every day. Yeah, I believe you. So I see it. Um, he was called the N-word by multiple Tesla employees all the time. Multiple people have tweeted that just hearing the N-word used amongst even white coworkers was completely normal, which was supposed to be a justification. To me, that's further damnation. Um, On top of that, when there were swastikas and they were doing constant harassment, writing, like writings and stuff on the walls in the bathroom, around and again these are racist things- sayings going back uh go back to africa from employees and also from higher ups and these were reported back to hr and hr just have reports of these things however so it- hr used and collected these reports to bring back to the higher ups so that everyone who complained got fired and that's the part that sucks where hr not only did nothing they placated they they shut they shut these people up man and that's the part that sucks. And that's what I'm saying, where representation of self in these places, it really does matter. Because if there's someone of color and on the board, someone of color at a higher position that can help you, that can support you. Who is you. not silenced. Like, if you have those people, fucking listen. Yeah. Fucking listen. What they have to say matters, and it's not coming out of nowhere. That's the other thing. Yeah. Having someone of minority or whatever on panel is nice, but if you just shut them up every day with a paycheck, like... But that's, that's not nice either. But that's corporate America. And that's why, unfortunately, right now, we've all seen the headlines. Of, oh, there's there's lack of workers. You know, they need all these workers and everyone's Yeah, but nobody want to work for fucking Amazon. You know, like. No one wants to work for a shitty company like this. If this is how you treat me. This is how you treat the people around me. Or if I notice I come to your company, all the minorities are doing the labor intensive stuff and they can't climb up the corporate ladder. And everyone else I notice who is higher up is of a different ethnicity. Why would I want to work and support a mission statement or a company like that? And that's the problem where us millennials and people like that these are the morals and these are the things that we care about the ethics that we have ingrained at us that it matters like Mm -hmm. we're not just looking for a paycheck we look for fulfillment and we look for transparency and we look for loyalty and we look for companies that actually stand for and care for the community of the people that make up that company and that's the part that sucks where this man was trying to make a difference in the world because right now there's this big push for electric cars and changing the environment and going he's away a from oil. Genius. That it, let's not take away from the fact that he is a genius. Yes. However, he's a genius that I'm. I'll go on a different rant. You finish your, your. No, you're good. And I'm just saying that he wanted to be at this place, and this was the nasty hostility that he was met with. And then the process- and the guy, sorry, uh, Diaz. I forgot to tell you guys, he was a contract worker hired to work on the elevators. So although he wasn't working for tesla to create the vehicles themselves he's still a fucking smart engineer that you had to hire to come in to fix your shit in the first place Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. let's not shit on the guy right like he's still (laughs) completely capable of what he has to do so i just want to give background on what he does yeah no you're correct and no keep keep going give give, give some more background i'm sorry no no, you're good but one thing that we were bringing up earlier in this discussion is that it 
it starts at the root, right? Like, yes. like, it, yes. and what is that poisoned root? And I did a little bit of research into it. I was like, you know what, if Tesla keeps saying that everything's okay, let's look deeper into this. If, if, you know, Elon Musk himself holds majority of the stair, the shares and his brother is on the board. That means that their family ties are critical. His brother was also on the board for a few of his businesses. So that means he's close to his family. Let me look deeper into this. I did some research. His mother was a model, Canadian model. Thought that was interesting. She's beautiful. And his father is a maniac who is apparently hated by most of the children because I believe he was uh, mentally abusive from the articles I have read. I cannot prove that. I cannot prove that. However, my suspicion is that he is the type of person that hoards power over the people in his lives to get what he wants out of them. I will explain that further. I mean, so, that's, that's obvious when he was manipulating fucking the crypto market, when he was doing all that Dodgecoin no, no, no. bullshit. I'm not talking about Elon. I'm talking about? about Elon's father. Oh. Here, keep up oh, with me here. Well, but that makes sense why that nigga retarded and crazy too. Excuse you're my insane. language. I, it gets crazier. I need to the explain. Fuck? I need to explain to you guys this the, everything that I heard and found out about this man and his family, so that you can understand who we're actually dealing with as a human being. Okay. So, all I really respect Elon. I think he's a genius. I think that he is going to do and has done amazing things. I think he's a Martian. I also don't disagree with that statement. Uh, so his father, getting back to his dad. His dad's fucking nuts, but his dad's an engineer and he had a lot of ties and made a decent amount of money doing that. His family is from South Africa, apartheid South Africa. He grew up in the 80s. He grew up his childhood, his adolescence with his, was in his with his father in a rural town in South Africa. They had one of the biggest homes in the entire town that they lived in. So they lived a good life. If you know anything about apartheid South Africa in that time, racism is putting it almost politely, okay? We're not talking someone who's coming from like a millennial American standpoint. He said living in America was so difficult for him for unstated reasons, he went back to South Africa, okay? So on top of that, when he came to Euro States, he went to Canada with his mother and his brother came shortly after and his sister. This was mostly in part to evade their father and to evade the fact that they would have had to join the, the army in South Africa because they would have been both men at 18. So they left, they started their own careers. And this is where, quote, Elon's hustle started. But this was when he went to school for himself and paid for his own way that you're just I'm sorry, that doesn't make you less privileged. That just means that you had to live like everybody else, 100K in debt to a school and you had to find some way to pay it off. That just means that you're on a level playing field with everybody else. That doesn't give you rights to say that you were not privileged or that you didn't have a privileged upbringing. You wanted to get away from your dad who had the money, but you always had money and your father in your life pushing you and giving you the open door to engineering schools and stuff like that. Now his father's a whole creep. And with his, I believe, stepdaughter or somebody like that with with a uh, with a married in or family member, he basically married them and had a kid. And they all live together right now. So his father is a manipulative uh, Errol Musk. Errol Musk is the name. His father is manipulative and from the outside, in my opinion, is a creepy figure. Um, his, 
So, and everybody in the family has done very well for themselves since. There was probably only a couple years gap when they were living in Canada. It was semi-difficult. And it's just because they all had to pave their own way. And yeah, that's a lot of people have to do that. A lot of most people who wait, up- wait, his father had a baby with the steps daughter. That's what yes, yes. And they're all living together in the same home in South Africa right now, even though they're not quote together. And it's kind of like a Woody Allen breeding situation, in my opinion. So now I'm asking everybody who's listening to this. Are you fucking surprised that there is a racial injustice lawsuit and there is a toxic toxicity I'm within sorry, the company? Hold on, hold on. I got to show what these people look like. You you I really think I threw like up in my mouth a little bit. That was disgusting. Hold on. This is why I said I really got to go into this because I went down the rabbit hole. Because and... my thing is like she looks like she's drugged up. Like we just looked at the Britney Spears conservatorship bullshit. <laughs> Everybody's heard about Britney Spears getting out of her thing. Elon Musk's dad looks like a creep. Elon Musk looks Errol. like whatever the fuck his name is. Elon Musk looked like him and Gretchen went to the same school. I'm gonna be Greta, honest with you, Greta. Greta. Yeah, Greta. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't see and y'all could take whatever, I, whatever. Y'all could take that however you want to take that. That's because hilarious. Elon, we all know, is on the spectrum. But all I'm saying is, like, these people obviously they they practice in some. How do I say this in a in a nice kind of way? They practice in some kind of it looks like ancestral nasty things. And I'm gonna be honest with you, if these are the things that you're allowing to happen at your company. Unfortunately, it sounds like Elon ingrained in him, even if it's subconsciously, he accepts these white privileged um, duality kind of places where a lot of the people who are minorities, like they get fucked over. And as long as Caucasians can continue to keep making more money and keep continue to be prosperous, like he's okay with it. And we're not trying to make this a race thing at all. But it's, again, we have to understand. No, we're not. But at the same time, this whole lawsuit was based on racial injustices. It's based on racial injustices. That's why we're talking about it. And he is a a proud South African. That's the difference. This ain't like Like Trevor Noah. Like, quote, has roots, like, really feels good. Oh, he got roots, I bet. I bet you he got Toby, too, in that motherfucker. (laughs) Yeah, uh, yeah. He definitely got roots. Elon Musk. Yeah, all right. Fuck out of here. Anyways, and again, I must emphasize, uh, Errol is a fucking genius, and Elon is a fucking genius. Their brother actually does a lot of great work working uh, to to help the food desert issue. So they're they're actually doing things to quote better humanity. However, there's you know there's shit that we got to think about. It's it, it it's always this thing where we have this idea that people, if they do good things, they have to be good people. No, they're evil. Look no, at Bill Gates. Like you, can, you can be a horrible person and do good things. You can be a, a good person and do horrible things. Like, people are complex. There isn't this easy, easy fucking line. And I think it, we see it with our Kelly, too. I hate to bring that up, but Bill Cosby. Like, yeah, you want me to bring up some heavy hitters? I will. Like, these people were beloved until they did heinous shit or until we realized they just did good shit but were heinous people right like i mean we ain't even got to go that far look at biden a year ago you niggas was all crazy everybody was like we want him in we want him in and look now everybody's like oh what is he doing so Dude, it's, these, it's, it's the same thing fuck, it's the same shit i'm scared <laughs> no nah, it's funny i just i just i, I just i always nah, just i had visions I, I had two separate visions of biden where his name shifted into pluto and that's scary for someone like me like no nah. 
I'm concerned. Bitch, that sounds like you you just told everybody you're crazy. Yes. You just admitted to the audience yes. you're crazy. Yes. Where have you been? Yes. So I need okay, y'all saw that. All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna hit up a psychiatrist and we're gonna die, we're gonna get this diagnosed so I can get no, a paycheck. No, psychologist. psychologist. I do not want drugs. Okay. I don't don't you dare have me on some Britney no, 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 shit. No, 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 no we're no, gonna no. do CBT therapy, if anything. CBT. That sounds like a porn. Channel cognitive behavioral therapy uh, what the fuck are you talking that? about okay. it's not cocks and big titties okay uh, calm yourself but you knew what it was <laughs> how you knew what cbt stood for exactly. because i can read your mind yeah you're disgusting you're <laughs> disgusting that's all i gotta say it's not that hard to fucking put those together straight up it's really not um i just want to bring up a really quick segment speaking of disgusting and all that other funny Relax. shit um Couple episodes back, I don't know what number episode exactly, but we talked about these these Twitch Instagram thoughts and how OnlyFans was getting rid of. They changed their their terms of services as of October first. That does suck. So we can't Free see the titties. We don't see ass and titties how we usually do. And me and Shahani said we smoked. Me and Smokey talked about it, and we was like, "That sucks." But these women, they need a platform. If they make a lot of money and they do all these, yes, things, they need my a place. star. Tyga, like right after OnlyFans dropped their shit saying they weren't going to be able to do this, bless this man. Tyga came out and said he's creating an app called My Star for him to slang his dick around all over the place. So I'm sure all these people will have a platform for themselves to be able to be on. Uh, you know, maybe not for 12 year olds to be uncontrollably jerking their cocks off to. And, and that's the reason it was I hard kinda... for us as kids to find some shit. We had to use our imagination. I feel like that was probably healthy for us to figure out what we were into. So one of Twitch's best and highest and fucking baddest, baddest fucking baddie. gorgeous um, streamers who is known for these hot tubs, ASMR streams. Um, Dressing like this these for there's these 14-year-old kids. Yo, there's a hula hoop hoe that's on Twitch. I fucking love this bitch. She's always in the tub pretending to hula hoop. Yo, she's so funny. Lie. She's so funny. But this this is how is she dressing, and she's live streaming for kids. I mean, of course, there are adults, but I'm going to be honest with you. There are majority kids, and she What just, do you consider a kid? What's our, what's our age range, and what do you think I, is a problem? Fuck what's a kid. Excuse me, real quick. She got banned everywhere for dressing like this. She got banned everywhere. We're not just talking about Twitch, not talking about Instagram. She's banned everywhere except for Twitter because Twitter, again, Twitter don't care. They let you do what Twitter you want. Twitter lets you free the titties. But my thing is- Twitter like, sound like you twiddling titties. Now you say, what's a kid? Yeah, like and, what do you- cons- And I also want to follow that up with what do you think is appropriate for kids to kind of stumble upon the shit? Because I can promise you I was young. I don't know how good that is, but- I don't think it's that. And that's the problem. I think what it is is, and I think we we talked about this previously. I think we have to understand that people are very sensitive on what type of information is being curated towards their kids, right? Mm -hmm. And Twitch is a a nice environment. It's a nice community. It's an, it's, there are toxic trolls. There are assholes. Literally half the video games are blood, death, murder, killing like how nice is it you're telling me that that literally saying racial slurs and killing an entire race of people and fantasizing about that as a 12 year old is acceptable but jerking your cock off to some fat titties isn't where do we draw the line so i'm i'm dead ass because i'd rather walk in on my son 
jerking his cock and be like, I'm sorry, mommy, they were so pretty. Then me walk into my son and be like, I want all of them dead. I never want to see a Jew alive. Like those are two different kids. And I'd be much more concerned about one of them than I am the other. And I don't disagree with that so sentiment. You want me to be honest? I don't think sex is as bad as murder. But it just sucks that like they're canceling homegirl. And it's just, I feel that it's just, this isn't the way that you do it. This isn't the way that we do it. And we've talked about it before. Like we said, we need platforms. We need places for, if this is how she makes her money, if this is what she's comfortable with, if this is what society wants from her, because there's a demand, obviously. They they want her to keep doing this. Shit, word. She got some nice titties. That's dead. what she liked to do for a living? Have fun. It's just, it sucks that this is the way that we do it. The Karen culture, the cancel culture, we come out and we, it's for the betterment of our kids. Don't fuck with our kids, yada, yada, yada. Cancel and, culture, a bunch of bullshit. Because you only want to cancel what you personally get offended by, but then you want to laugh at everything else. Yeah. How is that okay? That just means that you want everybody else to be okay with your way of thinking in your life, whether you think it's okay or not. And the norm has never been okay. The law has never been for the people. But it's just funny that we predicted this and we knew this was going to happen. We knew, unfortunately, that some some of these streamers weren't going to think that these platforms were fully going to enforce their terms of services like Which they said that they were. Which is hilarious. And she kept doing what she thought was popping what was helping her bring in her revenue and unfortunately the platform said you fucking with the wrong one bitch just red light green light squid grains time listen knock if you buck bitch and unfortunately amorinth got canceled um but this has happened to her five times (laughs) so she don't care it's not that she don't care. She most likely is going to get her account back and it will happen just like them titties they gonna bounce back And like we did, we came right back. Hey. Right? hey, so that's pretty funny. And I'm just really upset that I can't even get like I'm telling you, I'm gonna just start getting naked on the stream. <laughs> I'm gonna just start being butt ass naked while yeah. we're streaming and start sucking on mics and taking stuff off and doing weird stuff because like that's 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 what works. That's what sells. Tell me how we were telling my mother all this shit. And I was like, yeah, mom, we're going to start our home page, right? Like, I'm going to be, I'm going to do all this nasty shit. I'm going to talk nasty while I do my ceramics. The look she gave me, yo, and y'all have to understand, I have a hardcore traditional Arab mama. Like, the, the, it almost felt like she was developing her X-Men skill and she was about to shoot venom out of her actual eyeballs, and I was like, that's impressive. And a part of me was like, I should keep pissing her off to see if she fucking mutate. But then another part of me was like, I'm going to die in 10 seconds. Yeah. So <laughs> we had to stop the joke. But then it was, the craziest part about it was my mom was looking at some of these streamers and she goes, but they don't have perfect bodies. And I was like, you hating asshole right now, mom. I was Old and crippled talking about shit. They look perfect enough to get these views and this money, though. And she was like, I mean, I guess you're right. She was like, I'm just surprised when I was growing up. I was like, pause. You were growing up in a time frame where bitches had to measure their thighs to make sure they were even and shit, okay? I don't know what they told y'all, but it was not healthy. Like, (laughs) I agree. welcome to the Sunday conversations I have with my mom. She I mean, thinks I should have gone into therapy. I'm glad I didn't. It's better than the Sunday conversations with my mom. I'll tell you that much. Word. FaceTiming us with a whole dildo. 
Mm-hmm. Fuck out of here. We won't talk about that. Good morning. Facts. So we almost at the <sighs> hour mark. Yeah, but we were talking about cancel culture and shit. So let's keep rolling with that. Okay, what's up? They're trying to cancel Dave Chappelle, and I don't feel like that's appropriate. I don't think they're trying to cancel Dave Chappelle. What it is is I think people people are misunderstanding what's happening with this new this new era of comedy. No, no, no. Before no. it was like raunchy shit. These guys now are specifically stepping on toes. Like their jokes and the things In that they're saying. Area codes. They're they got toes. They're purposely saying things that they know are controversial, but they're saying it in such a way where it makes you question your morals and your ethics and the way you position with what you stand for. As comedy should. And I think that's what was really, like, this Dave Chappelle um, stand-up, if you guys have not seen it, The Closer, which he said is going to be his last comedy special for a while that just released on Netflix. It was amazing. It was really dope. Again, he, he does what Dave Chappelle does best, and he fucking... He curates this amazing experience where he's able to touch upon old jokes, new jokes, old experiences, new experiences. And just he just he he, he touches you in all the right places, not like Bill Cosby. Oh. And what happened in this episode or this stand up was a lot of people felt that he a lot of his jokes. He weighed heavy on the trans community, or at least they felt like he uh, like the jokes were too much garnered in that direction or like oh you know don't talk about it but i think and i think that's what's kind of fucked up because he he dedicated a large section of his show to one of his great friends who just passed away because of suicide and like i don't want to give away too many of the jokes but daphne that was her name and what it was was he brought up the fact that people were mad at him, this whole community of people, the trans community was mad at him because they thought that he hated them. When in reality, one of his closest friends was trans. And, unfor- and a trans comedian. And unfortunately- like, like, that's fucking important. Yeah. And unfortunately, that comedian killed herself because her own community turned upon her. And like, Dave wanted people to understand and like my mother just said, wanted people to understand the, the the gravity and the toxicity when they drag people for certain things and how you guys want me to be respectful and you want me to be mindful and you want me to be supportive of what you stand for. But the, sometimes when you guys fight for that, you do it in such negative, toxic ways where it's hard for people to stand by you. And even now in the exact same time when all his jokes talked about love and acceptance and building a friendship and a bond. All people are looking at, he's still making fun of trans people. Like, come on, he made fun of everybody. Yeah, He made fun of everybody. And even in his stand-up, he said, if anybody's ever cared about my comedy or actually listened, then all you've ever known is that my issue is not with trans people. It's with whites. And that shit was A, fucking hilarious, but B, also true. He's tired of being... A rejected and the the prejudice, the racism, everything else we've been talking about pretty much this whole episode and our whole fucking podcast. And yet, and this is the issue that I've had that I've that I've always had with all people. How quickly we become the thing that we hate the most. Mm. What I remember from from being 
quote a part of this community or whatever being an ally being someone who has been entrenched in this was that you fight for everyone to make sure no one's bullied to make sure everyone has equal rights to make sure that everyone feels safe and now suddenly we're using those same bullying tactics as soon as we don't like something as soon as something goes too far i hate to say it but that was the most tasteful other than daniel sloss's stand-ups i have ever seen someone get roasted and in a polite way i was laughing and crying at the end of that stand-up because i fucking couldn't believe that someone had the opportunity. Dave Chappelle literally helped try and start this person's career. And then the bullying was too much. And whatever else that person was going through was too much. What, hey. At what point does somebody else have to take accountability? Like, it, it's it's just not fair. And I know what it feels like to be on the other side, to, to have friends, to have people in your own community that shit on you. Yeah. And shit on you unintentionally, but they do so. Like, we all, as humans, have a responsibility to not use these tactics. If you don't agree with somebody, you sit down and have a conversation. You try and see shit from their point of view, even if they're hurting you. I know that that sucks. I know. I'm not saying this out of ignorance. I'm saying this because I've done it, too. And one thing that really hit that made us both cry was in the thing, like, Dave was talking about his experience with Daphne and at one of his shows how... Dave said to Daphne, like, I don't understand you. And Daphne stood up and said, I don't fucking want you to understand me or feel bad for me. I just want you to see that I'm a person and I'm going through something. I'm having a human experience. Like, we just have to realize we're all going through that somehow, some way. Stop hating each other, even if you feel attacked. No. And even then realize that person's on the attack because why they feel attacked. They've always been on, they've always been on defense. Maybe they've never had a hug. Maybe they never had a sense of security. You know, and that's what we all have to think about. It's like that, that pit bull and the homeless shelter mentality. Like, are you mad at the pit bull and the way it's had to react because of the environment it's been in? Or do you take that thing in and you show it love? You show it compassion. You show it the opposite of all the and things. And you can still make fun of that thing. I ha- Literally, I make fun of, Phil and I make fun of each other all the time. Oh, yeah. And it's because we love each other. You can make fun of someone and love that thing. You can criticize something and say there are so many things that need to change and still love that thing. You can also be like, man, you ain't shit. Look at you and your goofy self and that shirt and whatever, whatever, and still have complete... Lo- I was pointing over there so as to, for you to not feel away. Oh. It's, yeah, to the ghosts and shit in that corner. So it's like... But my point being exactly, even if I was to rag your ass, you better fucking laugh. That's my point. Like, come on. I got a whole baby bun on the back of my head because I didn't feel like doing my hair today. You could rag on that shit. And I'm still going to laugh at you. The yeah. point is, is and, and this, is, love you. this is the archetype. And this is the thing that I want people to understand is if you don't like that, if, if this is not for you, then don't seek out this, this type of comedy. Don't seek out this type of relationship or friendship. You get what I'm saying? Like, don't seek out the type of friend that's going to keep it a buck with you. If you want someone to placate shit for you and don't, don't and don't listen to it. 
for the reaction. You get right, what I'm saying? Because like, now you're trying to live in a toxic cycle where you suddenly feel like that's the only thing that you want to surround yourself with. Mm-hmm. And I know that from experience because I often have kept myself in toxic cycles because it feels comfortable. And we also have to remember now because of the algorithms and because of AI. That's all you'll see until you force yourself to see something else. And that's the fucked up part about it. It's so is really if you continue difficult. to feed that demon, it's going to keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And then it's going to overshadow everything else that you thought about. Yep. And that's the problem that people don't realize that we're having right now. That's the biggest issue. Even with these platforms and all that shit, we have to be mindful again. It's curated by what you put into it. Same thing with life. The, the what all- you give, you receive. Amen. And we have to be mindful of that shit. And at the end of the day, comedy, art, all these things, they're supposed to help us enrich our experience by giving us a different perspective. Like, that's the whole purpose mm. of it. And if you are looking at it to judge it, to, to put it in a box, to just predetermine that it's bullshit without thinking and questioning and being different. You well, can't sanitize art. And the thing is, well, you can't be a critic. You can't be a critic, unfortunately, if you aren't being open. That's the thing. You have to be open to something in order for you to be able to give it a full, like, criticism. Because so you're if, saying be constructive. Don't yes. be hurtful. Yes. Don't be judgmental. Don't That's be how any I would of that say all shit. criticism should be. It should always be with the objective to help rise somebody, not tear them down. I, I think agree. that's why we have aversion to criticism. It feels negative. Well, this is the thing. You shouldn't bully somebody. You should try and help them by Wait. giving them advice. Um, One last note I want to say on this topic, I want to emphasize what you were saying and kind of what I think what you were trying to say is like describing the archetype of the comedian. Yeah. And I think everybody should remember where that really stems from some people. And I think that a lot of to be honest with you, I think that a lot of why the archetype of the comedian is seen as the fool, the jester and as a result, the devil all of these are seen as the same person because ultimately the jester was the only person in the court that could make fun of the holiest, the king. And be okay, not get killed, no repercussions. Have a position of no. stature. And, and he thought it was funny. And he, the king, exactly, he could laugh, but here's the other thing. Oftentimes the jester would listen to what the people had to say and bring it back to the king so that it was digestible in a funny way. The, the jester had a very pivotal, difficult role and oftentimes felt abused as fuck. Like this is why he thinks of himself as a clown. Another thing like the devil. The devil is seen as the trickster because he makes you question. Not because he stirs you down the wrong path, but because he makes you question your own. And instill doubt. And that's, that's, that's. If you do not have the confidence to think for yourself, that is a fucking scary thing. So now if somebody starts making jokes and you can't handle it, there's things that need to happen. Am I saying Dave Chappelle was right, wrong, whatever? I don't even, regardless of the topic, I'm just saying, like, does he have, and if you've listened, he has to take criticism, like we've been saying, because this is a two-way street. Constructive criticism is important. If all you do is bully, it's going to, it's not going to penetrate. There's going to be nothing that gets through. It's just going to be hurtful. Mm-hmm. If you give somebody a spoonful of medicine, yeah, it's going to suck, but it's like, oh, I see what's happening. That's helpful. Okay. Okay. I'll fix that. I'll, I'll straighten this edge out here. I'll, I'll iron this kink out here. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I'll go back to the drawing board. 
it's a very different situation. Yeah, why do I guess, why did I, oh, I got really passionate about that shit. No, you're talking about, listen, it's just. <laughs> I've been reading a lot about the jester. <laughs> no, facts. No. Yeah, just... and like mom said, comedians joke about everybody. It's not, that's the thing. It's not like he's specifically just joking. He, the first joke he made was him being violated by a priest his damn self. Like, come on. But I think also, like, my mom just said something. Like, everyone wants to be special in a way where they're important. But people also want to be so special where you can't joke and you can't touch and you can't say certain things. And that's the problem where I'm sorry. Like, we're all in this human experience, bitch. Until you in the grave and until I'm in the grave, until someone, the only person that can dictate this shit is the person who created it. Besides that, like, we're all just players in this. I'm sorry. I even wonder about that. I wonder if God can even contain the creation he made or if it's just that we are meant to exist and create our own and, and the fact of our own existence is enough to push forward. Mm. Listen, well, maybe that's, that's, maybe he had enough faith in his own creations that we need to start taking responsibility for our damn selves. Yeah, I don't disagree. I don't disagree. That's why you got. I don't yeah, know. Even then, that's why like, you can only see the world. You can't see yourself. Right. So that's some deep shit. That's some Carl Young shit. Can't eat your own teeth or can't chew your own teeth or whatever the fuck. You can chew your own teeth. If you're yeah. crazy enough, you can chew your own teeth. It's only calcium. They'll you, you can do it. You can do it. You can make it work. That's not calcium. I don't know what the fuck your teeth is made out of. It's some bullshit. I don't know. I think. Whatever. What? So your, your teeth are bone. Wait, your, what your are teeth we are saying? Bone. I know that. I was just. Saying, I was like, like, wait a second, what's happening? <laughs> I know. I'm being an asshole, but I was just saying, like, when we were younger, they taught us that bullshit. Like, you know, keep the, cal the calcium is good for you. Do this and that. I cannot believe that's some other shit. Like, the milk industry done took us for a fucking swindle ride where they made us believe cheese was good for you and milk was fucking necessary. We're eating animal byproducts. Like, we're sucking another animal's titty. And pus, and, and 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 like cleaning it, and distilling it, and like making it better. He said, "I love That's me some disgusting. cow beer." It's fucking disgusting. Give me that fermented cow beer, right? But thank you guys yeah. for joining us again for this episode. We love y'all. We appreciate y'all so much. Thank you for welcome the love and support. Back, welcome back. As always, we don't ask for much, but if you guys have some free time, and if you got a big community, and if you got some people who you love. Share them out. Send our podcast their way. Tell them to listen to the Dope Thoughts podcast. Send them our social medias. Send them to the website. Let them know about the community that makes you so happy, that makes your Sundays feel complete so that you can start the rest of your week. Hey! y'all motherfuckers. Ooh. We appreciate y'all. Hope everybody is staying safe out there. I know some of you niggas is getting ready for your third booster shot or whatever the fuck. Um, stay safe. Let me know when you start turning into zombies and shit. Like I keep telling y'all, I need to know. How, how does a zombie communicate? I don't, nigga, the same way y'all tweet, motherfucker, figure it out. Um, I love y'all. Be safe. And see you niggas next week. We hope you have a great time. By now, you should know how to clean yourselves. I don't think I got to go through this anymore. Facts. I actually think this week on Thursday, um, I will be a guest. On my boy's podcast, what did oh, Adam shit. say? Oh shit! So I'm really excited about that. Not Get sure it, what the topics are, but my boy Adam is amazing. He is a local cannabis enthusiast, cannabis entrepreneur. He has a hemp CBD company. He has an amazing, beautiful family. 
he's just always doing a lot of positive shit. Right now, he's big in the crypto NFT space. So I'm not sure if we're going to be talking about the state of the economy, all that other bullshit. But I'm really excited to just sit down with my boy and catch up, talk to him about business opportunities and just get high and bullshit. But love you guys. Stay safe. See you niggas next week. Love you. What happened to that boy? <laughs>